everyone, I'm Luis from LuisReviewer.com here welcoming you to another episode of my World of Entertainment uh, podcast where I just talk a little bit about uh, movies, uh, music, uh, TV shows, uh, things that just you know entertain us for a little bit. And I wanted to start, like I usually do, by sharing uh, news or things that, that I find interesting that will be released. And in this case, uh, it was announced, I think last week, that we're going to be getting a John Ludden box set from the 50th anniversary of the Plastic Ono Band. The Plastic Ono Band is John Ludden's first solo record. It came right when the Beatles broke up. It was his first. Uh, he had released a few singles. Uh, like Instant Karma, Cold Turkey, and a few, I think, Part of the People was around that time. But anyway, it's going to be a box set about from the Plastic Auto Band. And there are various versions. The, the expensive one, and it's not that expensive, it's $136, I think. It's a box set with a book, uh, two Blu-rays, uh, four CDs, and I think it has a few posters and stuff. Then there's a vinyl version. And the CD version, the single CD version, two CD version. It's all going to be released on April 16. I'm excited about it. I'm a huge John Lennon fan. And I'm a huge... Uh, I can admire the album because, uh, as I, I think, at that time, at least that I know, no other artist has released such an open record. I mean, John Lennon uh, really uh, let everything out into his lyrics. It was a very personal record. It was like him, uh, you know, exercising or hitting himself through the, through the songs. And I don't think, it, it was really a, a very revealing album that I don't think any artist had, had done before or even since. Not at that point, not at that, not symbolically, I mean, literally. I mean, you, you hear that record, uh, you really literally understand uh, what he wanted to express. And Lennon... You know, at his best, he was one of the best songwriters, and he was—he knew how to express himself. Um, so <clears throat> it's coming on April, and of course, uh, we're still waiting news about George Harrison, because there's rumors that there's going to be a an anniversary edition of All Things Must Pass, or a remastered version. They they did release All Things Must Pass, the the song re, uh, remixed, and it sounded amazing. So I can't wait to see if they do it. Uh, they released the album, or remixed and remastered and all that. Um, so, you know, the, the there has not been so many news. Of course, next week we're going to finally get the Snyder Cut, uh, which I was reading today that, that, it, that they're not going to make that version, like the official version for the DC Universe. I hope that if it's better than the one Just Whedon did, they don't they'll change their minds and... Uh, and if this fixes a little bit of the direction the DC Universe is going, that they stick with the second Snyder version. But it's yet to be seen. You know, we're still hoping that it's a better version, that that it's as great as it's been sold. And I can't wait for to see it next week. It's, I think it's March 18th. I think it's Thursday. Uh, so we cannot wait for that. We want to get there. Um, so, you know, that's basically... Um, all the news that I think I had, I want to get into what I, I want to talk about in terms of the of the movies. This week, uh, sadly, I didn't get to see a lot of movies. I think I only saw uh, three. 
there are a lot of films that I want to see, but uh, I'm waiting for the rent to come down from the $20 mark for the rent. Uh, so next week I'm planning on seeing News of the World, which I think will be released. Um, I'm still waiting for The Father and a few other films that I think The Mandatorian it looks like a great film. So I'm still waiting for a few, but this week I saw uh, two films, and I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to talk a little bit about them. Um, well, I've, I've been seeing the Marvel Universe films in chronological order, uh, so but that doesn't count as new, so I'm not going to get into them. Um, so let's begin with the first film that I want to get into. Uh, it's a film called uh, Let Him Go. Um, the film... Uh, was this is a film that stars Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, and is directed by Thomas Bersuka. Um, that's the name. And uh, this film was one that I think I was interested uh, when I saw the trailer. Uh, it was one of those first films that really tempted me to go back to the theater. I thought the premise looks, looked interesting. I am a big fan of Diane Lane and, and Kevin Costner. I think Kevin Costner is is a great actor. Uh, I've seen him, a lot of his films, and I've been, and I think he, um, he he's, a, he's a good actor. And uh, so, basically, the film what, what the film is about, you got George and Margaret as the patriarchs of this family. They all live in the house. Um, so they live with their son, his wife, and their grandson. You know, and they basically li- live in this little house with a farm. Um, and it seems you get a glimpse of the family situation and you see that the, the mother, uh, Margaret, seems to be a little bit hard on his son's wife and the way he's, she's handling the baby and, and it's visually bothering her. Um, and right at that moment, uh, their son has an accident and dies. Um, so the dynamic changes because now um, the, his son's wife... Um, uh, later and sometime later meets another man uh, gets married um, and so she lives with her new husband now the situation is that Margaret uh, sees them on the street and he's, and she sees that his new husband beats her and the kid so this puts her the idea that she needs to, to save his grandson and when she comes to pick, her, pick him up at the house they uh, they have disappeared so they travel across the country uh, trying to find them and get their son back. Of course, the family of, of the new, the stepfather, the kid, they are really an evil family and it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be. That's, that's a little bit of a premise of the movie. Uh, I loved it because I, I was expecting like uh, the Taken kind of movie that... It was going to go and kick some ass. Uh, but it wasn't like that. The movie was more based on the journey of these two, of George and Margaret, this couple who lost their son, and now they were losing their grandson, and the journey of what this meant for them, um, and the journey of this married couple uh, who have no idea what they're going to. Um, so the movie was good. I like the story. It's simple. But it was told effectively. So the movie goes from uh, uh, the first half is kind of this story based, and the other half is kind of a suspense thriller um, because of the engagement in the family versus Kevin Costner and 
and Diane Lane. So it's a very effective way because I was really anxious in the second half of the movie when I was because every time I expected something to go their way, it went the other way, and I don't want to go into spoiling things. Um, so I think the movie is effective in being entertaining, has a good story. Uh, I think it's it's thrilling at the end, uh, suspense, um, and you know it it has fifty fifty of an expected ending, but still works. Still works. I think it was a good movie. Diane Lane and Kevin Costner, they are veteran actors. I think they can take uh, any role and and you know nail it. I think they did it. They had good chemistry together. They really felt it. Really felt like watching an old couple, and that was great. Um, now, there were two characters, I think it was Leslie Manville and Jeffrey Donovan, who played the uncle and mother to the new husband of the stepfather of the grandson, and I think he was amazing, they were both great, she was terrifying, she was really, uh, to me, her performance was really, I mean, terrifying, just to see a human being like that, um, so I think it was not a perfect movie, but I think it was good. I think if you're looking for a film to see, it's not it's a good option. Uh, I would I would recommend it. I think it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Like I said, not perfect, but it had a, it has a lot of good things in it. That I think if if you're just looking for a movie just to pass time or something, it's a good option. Like I said, it's not something that's gonna leave you wow, but but you know, a good movie. I think I think it's enjoyable. I really I I think it's enjoyable. So now. The other movie that I want to talk about is The Sound of Metal. Uh, the Sound of Metal, I kind of saw it on Amazon Prime and then kind of interested me a little bit. Um, and then I saw the, the actor was nominated for a Golden Globe, um, which, you know, was interesting. So I started to see it. And I have to say the movie was really good. Uh, but uh, it's about this drummer of a metal band with his girlfriend who won moment uh, suddenly he loses uh, his hearing so now he has to face this big change um, and since he was a drug addict his girlfriend is really nervous that is that in the anger or frustration his might fall back on his old addiction so she's she tries to help him by putting him in in a place with where deaf people kind of learn how to uh, live uh, without the hearing and to see this character go through, because he's, he's still in denial through the, most of the film. Or not in denial, he just wants to find options so he can hear again. And, you know, his fight trying to learn. Uh, it, it's a great journey that we go with this character. Uh, the character's name is Ruben. Um, I have to praise his performance. Um, um, the movie stars Reese Ahmed and Olivia Cook and Paul Racy. Paul Racy and Reese Ahmed are the ones getting nominated for various awards, supporting and lead actor. And the movie was directed by Darius Martyr. Martyr. Um, so it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It has a nice story. Um, I think it's typical of this kind of movie, but it's, every story is worth telling, and this is based, I think, on, some, on someone's life. So it's nice that... You can learn through what he went through and this and the journey. Uh, so I did like the movie. I think it's a it's it has a nice story. Great performance by Ahmed and and Paul Racy. I think those two are like the main 
uh, highlight of the film, especially Ackman. I mean, he really, uh, I think he made us feel like he was really going through that. And one thing that the film did that I think worked was that they took the audio at times. So we kind of went the journey without hearing just like the character, uh, which I think it was very well done. Not, not in all times, but in key moments, uh, the audio went out. So we, we were all going, uh, feeling what he was feeling like, what's going on. Uh, and that, I think that worked. So in, in that way, I think it was a very interesting movie. It's available on, on Amazon Prime. Also on Amazon Prime, and it's going to be the third and final film that I'm going to be talking about, uh, is Coming to America, uh, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, uh, Leslie Jones, Jermaine Fowler, Wesley Snipes, um, and a lot, a lot of people for the first film. Now, if you grew up in the 80s, um, Coming to America was a huge, huge comedy film. To this day, it stands on its own, and it's a movie where you laugh at the because the the genius in the in the script. It doesn't have gags. I mean, it just has Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall playing a whole bunch of crazy characters, and those characters make you laugh. I mean, by pure script only and talent, uh, you know, and it's still one of the best comedy films. Uh, that I've seen. So when I heard the news about a sequel, I was kind of nervous because, you know, the first one, I mean, I said, oh my God, I don't want them to ruin ruin it. Or, I mean, they can ruin the first one, but I don't know. It's just kind of like, can they top the first one? Can they make it at least good? Uh, so it was a mixed feeling, excitement and nervousness. Um, it was good to hear that the original... The, the characters for the first film, including uh, James Earl Jones, uh, that were going to be on the film. Um, also, John, I forget his, his name, John, John Ashman, I think. He played Lisa's father in the first film. Um, so I think when basically, so what about the coming to America, the second the sequel? So it's 30 years later, we find that Akeem is with his wife, Lisa, three daughters. Uh, he's now the, the king. Uh, his father uh, is dying, he's sick. And they're pressuring him in terms of an heir because he, uh, he, doesn't have a, he didn't have a son. Uh, he had three daughters. Um, but what happened was that uh, it was discovered uh, that before he met Lisa, he had uh, a relationship with this woman and that she had the son, so he had a son. So he has to go back to Queens and bring the son back to Zamunda so he can have an heir. And that way, um, marry it with his tribe and, and try to stop a war from the two countries in Zamunda. Uh, so basically, that's kind of like the, the story. I think what they planned was do it in reverse. Take these two two characters, which was uh, his son and his mother, because he takes the mother with him, uh, from Queens to Samunda. So I think the basic reverse was that take the first one took Samunda into the strange world of Queens. And now you're taking the Queens character to the strange world to them on Samunda. Um, so in terms of that, it didn't work the same 
uh, because I think Eddie and 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 Arsenio achieved something. In but that I mean Leslie Jones was great, um, and uh, Jermaine Fowler, uh, he wasn't bad, but I uh, I think something was odd off in his performance as as a uh, as Eddie Murphy's son. Um, so in that way, it didn't work like it did in the first film. Um, so, so you know, I mean, what can I say? I mean, I liked the film. I enjoyed it. I laughed. It had a lot of cool moments. It had a great story. Um, but it was not as outrageous or, or did it make me laugh as much as the first one. But it's not to say that it's a bad film. I think I enjoyed it. It's a, you know, it's a good film. I mean, you have moments when you will laugh, um, and I I love the McDowell jokes. I mean, and there were plenty on this film. So, um, so what can I say? Uh, maybe I liked it because I had really low expectations, and the movie uh, was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's not the first film. It's not as funny as the first film, but it's funny. It's not. It's a, it's, it's a good. It's a good movie. You know, they didn't massacre what the first one was. So, basically on that term, uh, we are getting a good uh, a good film. I think it's a good film. It's available also on Amazon Prime. Uh, so, I wanted to talk a little bit about WandaVision. Uh, of course, WandaVision um, ended this past Friday. And I have to say, I think it ended perfectly. Of course, we had a lot of theories and a lot of things that I think we all wanted to see. Um, but I think the ending was great. I think the ending focused on the, on where the focus should have been, and that was on Wanda and the character. And um, I'm going to miss it on Fridays. Hopefully, uh, the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is as good as WandaVision. Um, you know, hopefully. Um so yeah, now, uh, before the end, I want to talk a little bit about the Creative Choice Awards, uh, which was uh, last Friday. Um, this one had a lot of different nominees. I'm going to go through a few of them, uh, but for Best Picture, the winner was Nomadland. I, I fear this film is going to win a lot. I, don't, I did not like it uh, as to consider the best movie. I think Trial of the Chicago 7 is a better film. Uh, even One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman is a definite better film. Um, I I understand that the art, and, and it's not a bad movie. I just think other films are just better. Uh, in terms of direction, I can give it the award to Nomadland for Chloe. Uh, because I do see the, the talent in the way that she directed the movie. Uh, best Actor, once again, Ch- Chadwick Boseman won. For my my Rainey's Black Button, well deserved. Uh, and best actress, Carrie Mulligan won. I loved her on Promising Young Woman. I'm happy that she won this award. I'm not so sure she's gonna be winning a lot of awards, but for me, the the two best performances were Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. And in this case, uh, Carrie Mulligan won. For best supporting actor. Daniel Kaluuya won for the Judah and the Black Messiah. Well deserved. This is a great film and his performance uh, was good. Uh, Best Supporting Actress. 
Maria Bakalova from Borat. She's she's winning. She's she might win, but I think Ellen Burstein, Glenn Close, uh, were very good and pieces of a young woman and he'll be the elegy. Ellen Burstein is a great actress and she has only won one. But she has done some great performances, including uh an amazing performance in Requiem for 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 a dream, I think. Was, that was a very interesting film. <clears throat> so basically those are the main uh categories that I wanted to talk a little bit about. The I put the whole list uh, the whole winner, winner's list on my Facebook page if you want to go and check it out. Um, so yeah, anyway, this is, uh, I want to say thank you to anyone who's, who's listening to the podcast and I hope, uh, that you enjoy, uh, the show, the, the movies that I talked about a little bit and, uh, see you on the next one.